Hello and welcome back to the Mise en Place podcast. My name is Israel Rivera, or Is, and it's been a while since we've recorded. Um, I've been busy as shit uh, with the restaurant and some other things. Um, for a while, uh, we were doing a podcast called The Cast Iron Jabberjaws with me, Carlos Condit, and uh, our friend Jules. And um, man, we were just all super busy, so we couldn't really go uh, meet once a week. So anyway, this is episode 101, uh, the return of the Mise en Pause podcast. I'm here in my house studio, which is also uh, where we keep the cat's litter box and a bunch of other random shit that we don't use. So this is where my computer is. This is where uh, my ghetto podcast um, setup is. And uh, yeah, I'm back. So today we're just going to talk about um, the things that kept me from recording lately. And uh, hopefully this will be the start of weekly podcasts or maybe i'll just record a few and put them out every week uh, depending on time allowances but um so yeah just been busy one of the things that has kept me busy is um well i guess not within the last couple months because i haven't made one in a while but anyway i started a youtube channel um to make cooking videos that which my brother records and edits uh shout out to rudy he's been my brother well, I guess forever since we were both born. Um, so yeah, we're going to do, hopefully we're going to do a few more of those. I did two of those. Um, not only am I recording this podcast, but our audio, I'm also recording visual, uh, and I'm going to put it on YouTube for people who want to watch that. Sorry for the ghetto, ghetto setup here. Um, if you're watching, um, this is my first recorded podcast. So uh, if you have any suggestions on lighting or audio or anything like that, I'm open to them. So anyway, that's that's one thing. You can follow me on YouTube. We'll be uh, hopefully posting another one soon. It does, okay, so man, making YouTube videos is a lot harder than it looks, especially like good cooking ones. Uh, I thought I was just going to be cooking and my brother was going to record it and do all the editing magic later, but man, it's all setting up angles and this and that, but... So we've been working real hard on that. Um, yeah, and we'll be putting these out there too, just so there's more content and uh, you can watch, I guess, because I, sometimes I watch podcasts on YouTube, so I figured if I'm recording this already, I might as well set up the camera and do that. So other than that, the biggest thing that's been keeping me from doing this podcast is that we've just been so busy at the restaurant. Um, about a year and a half ago, we started... Uh, well, mostly my partner Paula has started making changes um, as far as like service and some other really important things that we'll get into uh, in this podcast. But um, getting way busier at the restaurant has been keeping me and the team so busy, um, not only during service, but like prep before, prep afterwards, caterings, blah, 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 blah. So the biggest thing has been uh, how to deal with these like growing pains of a restaurant and I shouldn't say pains because it's all really awesome uh, that we're that we're busy and getting busier and staying busy um, you know if I didn't have the restaurant if I didn't have if we weren't busy um, I probably wouldn't have the means to buy this podcast setup 
which really only costs like 150 bucks for like the mic the stand the camera um like all the audio stuff was free um so i don't want to make it seem like i went out and bought like the super expensive podcasting thing um it's very cheap i'm wearing wearing very cheap headphones and i have a very cheap mic stand and uh you know so but anyway um yeah we've just been getting so busy and and a lot of the things that are making us busier than we have been are all things that i would not have thought of ever if it you know if it wasn't for um paula coming in and fixing all the things that we were doing wrong like uh a lot of it was like how the dining room looked i just like i didn't really care because all i cared about was like the food and stuff which is i feel like a chef's um like a main focus and also like i didn't take myself out of that focus to see what else could possibly be uh an issue and uh you know she came in and she was like it's dirty it doesn't look nice these chairs are shitty the upholstery shitty um so little by little we started fixing all that we got new chairs like well we started getting busier uh because we fixed the little things we started promoting ourselves a little more uh plus the product we put out is awesome i will stand behind our food and coffee and service 100 percent, and that's initially what brought people in but then we really started focusing on um the experience of the customer and a huge part of that is environment so like you want when you go in somewhere uh it doesn't have to be like the nicest place ever but it's got to be nice enough and clean enough um to make you feel comfortable and i think we've really hit our stride in uh providing that towards our customers like they come in uh it's kind of like a homey place uh but it, uh, there's nice art on the walls there's nice chairs they actually match uh we keep it pretty clean and um and you know our, our service we we really strive to give our customers uh the best service possible because it, it it all started well i read a book i didn't read a book i listened to it um called uh i can't remember what it's called i think it's called the power of moments um and it really goes into discussing like uh why you remember certain things and not other like experiences and a lot of it is like little moments that you remember and the biggest example that i can remember from that is that they were talking about this hotel that was like an old old shitty hotel um but the the thing is that like at the pool of this hotel there was a red telephone uh connected to the wall and you can pick it up anytime you wanted and they would they would answer it and uh they would bring you a free popsicle and it, it maybe cost them like 50 cents or whatever 25 cents per popsicle but that little added extra is enough to get the person who stayed at that hotel who went swimming at that pool to remember that place like oh yeah that was the place with the red telephone and the free popsicle like it doesn't sound like a lot but it could be just that extra thing that was like oh that was nice but it makes you remember that moment and so uh i was i was listening to that book and i was thinking of like a lot of the restaurants I've been to and some of the ones that I enjoy going to I don't enjoy going there because the food is the best ever but uh, it's just always a super comfortable place or like a really nice uh, the people are super nice um, and so we wanted to provide both of those things we want somewhere where you can go where the food's always gonna be awesome uh, where I, I think that we provide the best breakfast uh in town 
um, and I'm working towards getting the best lunch in town. Uh, I, I've been so focused on breakfast forever that I kind of let lunch go by the wayside, but we're getting, I'm going to add some new things on the menu soon. Um, but yeah, we, we really started to focus on, on customer experience, and I think that's what uh, initially pushed us to get busier and busier and busier because people would come and even if it took a while or or, or even if uh, it was super busy or whatever the deal was everybody always had a good time uh, uh and thanks to in big part because of the customer service but also uh because of the food obviously so so that's that was like step one in growing and becoming a better restaurant is customer experience which seems so stupid now that i didn't i never thought of it before i just always focused on the food but I mean, if you have the best food in the world, but the experience sucks, like you're gonna be hard pressed to go back. Maybe not somebody who's like super into food like me, like I, I would go somewhere even if I know the people are dicks just for the food, but a lot of people won't. A lot of people, uh, you know, they wanna be, they just wanna have a good time. And uh, so that's, that's the other half of the equation, maybe even more than half of the equation when it comes to operating a restaurant. So that was, that was our initial push um, it's just to like make things nicer, uh, create systems and schedules and uh, an environment where all of our employees would want to take part in being in being you know part of a good team that is recognized all the time for having like really good customer service and really good food. And um, that kind of leads me to my next point is that good help is almost fucking super hard to find. So if you if you get somebody that. Um, that you really want on your team and that you really appreciate, you got to keep them around, man, because, like, good help is hard to find. Um, and I think, you know, the older I get and the more time I spend in this industry, the more I realize that um, maybe the way I came up in the restaurant industry and how times were different back then, maybe that wasn't the best way to, to teach and retain people. Um, you know what I mean? So, like, we... And what I mean by that is that when I was first learning to cook, like I would never ask for days off. I would just work all the time. I never asked for anything. I just did everything I was asked for because I thought, and I knew that if I was one of those people that um, like a couple months in already asking for like weekend days off so I can go to a show or do this or do that, like that's not the kind of person you really want on your team. And um, I had to kind of step away from that. I still don't like that. I still don't like when people come in and uh right away they're asking for like special days off or that they have to go do this and that i'd rather you spend six months in my restaurant and not ask for a single thing and prove to me that you really want to be there um i don't like demand that from my employees but it's always nice you know what i mean um to have somebody want to put their work first but I understand that most people aren't like that. Most people aren't as crazy as I am or as a lot of cooks and chefs are. So, you know, we really try to accommodate um, our employees. If they want a certain day off, if they want like a certain amount of hours or a little bit less hours or if it's their second job or whatever, you know, if they're, if they're really a good part of our team and we need them, then we try and give them, you know, everything they need. Um, and... Uh, I had to realize that most people um, aren't willing to sacrifice everything for their job, which is kind of how I came up. That was kind of like the mindset of most cooks and chefs and stuff. And uh, for me, I can continue to do that because obviously it's my restaurant. It's it's our restaurant. And, uh, you know, that's 
to be great at anything, it, uh, you have to it has to be like the priority in your life. So, and I realize that not everybody that works for us wants to be the greatest server or the greatest barista or the greatest cook or the greatest this or that. Um, but it's my job as a leader to make them the best that they could possibly be at doing that, even if it means that that's not their number one priority in life. So, you know, these are, these are the things I've had to really think about and adjust to when it comes to, you know, treating our employees right. We want we want our employees who who are doing a good job to stick around and to and to be taken care of. Like, um, I don't know how like kosher it is to discuss what I play my employees, but I'm not I'm not going to. Um, uh, I just made one of my cooks uh, probably a couple weeks ago. Uh, I made her my new sous chef, and uh, she's getting paid more than I think I ever got paid as a cook or as a sous. Uh, you know, and we're giving her like seven days to start a year of paid vacation. So she, she's on salary, which basically means uh, she, you know, she could take a week off, and we just won't have to mess with the payroll at all. Um, and so, not not that she's getting paid like a lot compared to. Uh, you know like doctors and shit like that but for a cook it's a it's pretty it's a pretty good leaving you know she could pay her bills she could live on her own she doesn't have to have roommates uh you know and she knows that she can take time off if she needs it and uh and and that's you know i'm giving her the things not that i wish i had because I, I would have never thought to have asked that from a chef but you know if a chef offered me that or if a, if a manager or boss offered me that i would have been way you know super stoked to know that i was appreciated that much and um uh you know the, the keens when i worked at the art show cafe you know they treated me like that and you know they were super nice to me and uh one time somebody broke into my truck and stole my knives and without hesitation they offered to buy me a new set of knives and so um in in like the grand scope of things it's not like they handed over a thousand dollars or something like that they, they bought me a couple you know, it was a couple knives that I ordered on their computer in their office that they offered to pay for, and it was th that little gesture. It was like, okay, they they care, you know, and I, I did my job, and I was really good at it. And so, you know, th those things, going back to the moments, like that moment will always be a memory that I've had um, under the memories in my, in my mind, under the file of good bosses or bad bosses or people who I'd work for versus people who I wouldn't work for again. And, and the Keens will always be like the, the best people I ever worked for because they cared about me and, uh, and they took care of me and I did my best to do everything I could for them. You know, I took a couple weeks off to go stage in LA and San Francisco and I continued to get a paycheck during that time. So, um, they're, they're awesome. And, you know, I think not that I did, I, I didn't do this, to get that out of it but i would work like you know i was scheduled even though i was on salary i was scheduled like uh you know one to ten or whatever or maybe it was like two to ten uh, but i would come in at noon every day i would stay till after close and make sure everything was done every single day uh not that i had to or that they even asked me to but i did it just to you know just to do a better job than i thought was necessary and I always tried to work my hardest and so when people show that kind of devotion to us um you know I want I want them to have that memory of when they when eventually when they move on or maybe they don't maybe they stick around for the long haul um 
that we really appreciated them and uh and that's like a weird thing that i never thought i'd have to do um but yeah fucking good help is fucking hard to find um anybody who employs people or manages people would would knows that and uh so yeah the ones the good ones got to stick around um what else uh been fucking busy caterings is another big thing we did i think it was two summers ago we did one wedding catering and like a bunch of other like lunch and random little caterings but that was a big one and then the summer after that like three people who were at that wedding got married and had us cater their weddings and then since then it's just been like a snowball of weddings and little events here and there and man caterings are a whole nother ball game so anyway this whole podcast is my big excuse as to why i haven't been recording uh and a little insight into like dealing with uh growing pains which i'll get back to because i feel like i'm just going from one subject to another so anyway we have we have a good staff we have we're in a good place at the restaurant you know everything that happens that's good builds on everything else that happens that's good as far as business goes as far as our like how busy we are at the restaurant like the caterings uh you know people eat our food who've never been to the restaurant and then they come into the restaurant and then maybe they want a catering and the people at that catering have never been to our restaurant and then they eat our food and then they come to the restaurant so it's like it's just one thing on top of another as long as we keep doing the things that we're doing good then more and more people will come so we've been having to deal with getting busier and uh you know a big thing that we used to do on the weekends and like any day if it was busy enough is like run out of stuff because i didn't want to like you know make a bunch of shit and then uh and then um like let it go bad before we sold it all which has never been a problem but um but as we get busier it's like okay well we got to make more of this but i don't want to make too much so it was like it was a whole process about like hitting the right portion like uh amounts of stuff to make so that we had enough to not run out to do this and that blah 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 blah. um so that's been fucking crazy to deal with but we've we've done a pretty good job and we're getting even better at like anticipating this this and that like last week was balloon fiesta and fucking shit we were busy um it was this last weekend it's monday today friday saturday sunday were the three busiest days we've ever had um and we prepped enough you know we ran out of a couple things around like 1 2 o'clock uh which is normal if we're super super busy even if we prep like a lot and so we prep more than we've ever prepped like double of everything on top of having a fucking catering to do on saturday so it was a crazy weekend um so if i seem a little like tired or kind of like boring that's why uh not that i'm boring uh, maybe i'm boring who the fuck knows um so yeah like growing pains man that's that should just be the title of this episode uh dealing with growing pains dealing with you know what to do in these situations um but it's all a learning curve you know and it's it's one of those things where like even if you have friends who are in the industry like everybody's restaurant is different it works different they have different procedures and and stuff like that but it's always good to like talk to your friends and man there are days when it's like so hard or like a slow day or like something goes wrong or or whatever whatever it is that happens and you you feel like you're the only one who's dealing with it um but that's just not true man and 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 like i haven't really had like 
too many days where I'm like super sad or upset or, or super stressed. I mean, there's plenty of days where you're stressed, but like, um, it's those little times and the little like events and gatherings with like your fellow cooks and your chefs and stuff that, uh, you could just tell by talking to them for like two minutes that it's like, Oh, you guys go through the same shit too. So I'm not like going crazy. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a weird community where you're so like involved in your own thing. Uh, but at the same time, all it takes is like five, 10 minutes with like another cook or a chef. And, uh, and the cool, th the cool thing about talking to him is that you don't have to like bullshit and, uh, you know, say the usual, Oh, I've been busy. So that's why I haven't seen you, blah, 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 blah. blah. And, uh, you know, it's not, I don't like dislike, like all cooks and chefs know, like if I haven't seen a friend who's a cook or a chef in months, I don't have to go through that. I just like, yeah, you're busy. I'm busy. What's up? Like how's business? You know, how's the restaurant? How's the kitchen? And, uh, you know, it's just like, fuck, why did I open a restaurant? Or, like, fuck, like, the two people just quit last week, and now I have to pick up the slack, and this, this, and that. And it's, it's like, good to talk to the few people in this world who understand that and uh, who know what you're going through. So shout out to all the chefs out there who are stressed and uh, upset and uh, don't know if you're going to make it and, uh, you know, all the crazy thoughts that go through your head. Chefs are notoriously known for thinking of themselves as not good enough um or like whatever they make is not good enough it could have been better it could have been this could have been that and i think that's that that idea that thought is what pushes chefs to be great um but all the other negative thoughts uh you know those are normal you know if any of the cooks or chefs out there are listening to this um you know just know that that you're not the only one that goes through it and and all of us know it's not like it's a secret um but it, it's good to talk to somebody like just when you're too damn stressed and there's too much shit going on uh it's always good to just like somebody else is like man this shit was fucked up and then you can just be like it is fucked up and you know what i mean it's always good to like share that with other people so uh i, I don't want you guys to think that like we're i'm in a bad place or the restaurant's in a bad place everything is going great i just wanted to bring that up um to, uh, well one because i have it in my notes and two um I just, I just noticed that we, we did the thing uh, called the 505 food fights which is still going on it's like a chef competition like a chopped style competition and this year it was teams of chefs so I was on a team with uh, chef Sean Staggs from Sandia Casino uh, who's a bad motherfucker and I thought we were going to go all the way uh, we won our first round and we, we just lost our second round like a couple weeks ago um, and so that's just what I mean I was with like a bunch of chefs and it's just like it's almost comforting to know not to know that your friends are going through struggles, but that somebody else shares your same struggle, like the kitchen struggle, the restaurant struggle, the business owner struggle. Um, and but but yeah, like I said, things are fucking awesome right now. I wouldn't be sitting in my house uh, in front of this computer, uh, sitting on a comfortable chair, uh, doing a podcast about stuff most people don't care about, or you know wasting time doing doing something like this if, if things weren't awesome you know so don't i don't want you guys to think that like anything's bad everything's awesome you know we we went through a lot of the bad shit to get to the awesome spot uh in life and in business um so things are good i i just simply want to say that you know if you're going through that you're not alone so especially in our community man with like i think a lot of us who are cooks and chefs spent so much time like with horse blinders on like not really looking at our situation of like being overworked being underpaid uh being underappreciated and uh, you just accepted all that because that was part of the life when we were coming up when we were young 
and and in, in kitchens and stuff and now it's it's like it's taken this new generation to be like hey maybe that's not the smartest thing in the world to to do or to live like to be like oh man like i haven't i haven't been paying attention to that shit at all like your mental health your physical health you need to take time off it is unhealthy to do the thing you do every day um but that being said if a young cook comes up to me and was like how do i get better how do i become a chef i would say don't take time off I say just work your ass off get two jobs in your in the little time you should be sleeping read cookbooks go online watch cooking videos like use all the time you can possibly use to dedicate it to your craft and that's the only way you're going to get good at anything um not not that I think I'm great at, at cooking I think I'm a good cook uh I think I have a decent amount of knowledge but the thing about knowledge is the more you acquire the more you realize you don't know shit so you know that's where I'm at right now <laughs> Uh, and, and you know, it, it's like, so we were at the 505 food fights this last round, but that we didn't win. And my sous chef was there. And, uh, the day afterwards she was talking to me. She was like, man, that was kind of intimidating. I was like, why? Like, I mean, we're just there cooking. It's fun. We're all cooks and stuff. And she's like, I don't even know if I could like come up with stuff without like a recipe. Like you knew what you were doing and, and you could like come up with like all these ideas and just do it without like a recipe. And how do you do that? And, and then now that's when I was thinking, I was like, well, shit, how, how did I come up with that knowledge? And it's from not taking breaks and working and working and reading and studying and being obsessed. And I like tried to, I tried to like tell her that in a way that didn't sound crazy. And, uh, but you know, she's like, she's young. Uh, she's only been in the game a few years. You know, I've been doing this since I was old enough to work. So at least like what, 15 years now. Um, and you know, it takes time. It takes time to acquire the knowledge and dedication and, uh, and man, what a fucking weird, weird world the culinary world is. Um, but, you know, all the little things when I was young and when I was a cook, I didn't even think about mental health or that kind of stuff. I was also, like, hammered most of the time, uh, which is not um, ideal, I guess. Uh, and it wasn't until I got sober that, like, I really started taking it seriously. So I'd say, like, the the last 10 years of my life have been much more learning and and uh and uh better for my career in the long run obviously than the previous years where i was just partying and all i was doing was being a good cook as instead of like trying to be a good chef and uh you know being a chef is a lot more than just cooking now it's trying to be a good leader uh which will be another podcast so we won't get into that um so yeah you know we've also had a couple events speaking of staying busy um Bosque Chili Fest was, I think, the, aside from, like, caterings and stuff, we did that. I didn't have to do much. I just went and did, like, a cooking demo, which was fun. Um, we did the March of Dimes Signature Chefs Auction, which was fucking awesome this year. We raised a shit ton of money for the March of Dimes. Uh, had a bunch of cool chefs there. Um, so that was fun, and it's exciting to get, you know, ready for that and talk to all those people. And then we did the Duke It Out event, which I didn't fucking win. Uh... Which is fine. Which is fine. I won one event last year. The Duke It Out. And I wanted to win both this year. But I didn't. So next year. Um, what's coming up? We still we have a couple other events coming up. I think the next thing. Well the next thing is our fucking vacation. I always go out of town for my birthday. Or I try to. Um, to I try to go places I've never been. Um, mostly to eat food. Uh, from restaurants I really want to go to 
dis discover cuisines and cooking techniques I might not know of. So they're mostly research trips. Like my vacations aren't really vacations. They're just like a couple days just eating and trying to soak up as much of a city as I can. Um, which is not a good way to rest. <laughs> I come back more tired from vacation. Um, but this year I'm going to LA, which I've, I've been several times. Um, wanted to do something super nerdy. I wanted to go see Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, which is the Star Wars area, because I'm fucking all about Star Wars. And then we're also going to go eat at uh, David Chang's new restaurant, Major Domo, out there, and Petit Trois, which is uh, Chef Ludo Lefebvre's restaurant uh, that just got a Michelin star. And I actually staged for him a few years, a few years, like 10 years ago. Eight years ago? Six years ago? A while ago. Um, so it'll be the first time I've seen him in forever. Uh, I doubt he'll remember me. I only worked with him for like three weeks. But uh, anyway, so that's what we're doing next. So if you're listening to this and you also come to the shop, just remember that October the 26th and 27th, we're going to be closed. Uh, we're going to close for that weekend. Um, we were going to try to run it without me and Paula there, which I feel like our team is very capable of doing. But if we're going to take a break, we might as well let them take a break. Everybody's been working their ass off. Our team is like eight people and so when the restaurant's busy like everybody's busy like people don't miss it you know what i mean so they work not as much as we do but pretty damn close um so they're getting a break we're getting a break i'm gonna go eat and go do some like haunted houses and shit out in la um so that'll be fun i'm excited for that after that i have a first dinner that i'm doing in forever um well one because we stopped doing night shift so that's probably something i should have said uh we stopped doing night shift and we started opening later on the weekend so now we're open from eight to three every day except monday which is why i'm here recording this um so i haven't really been doing dinners because we're not doing night shift and we haven't done like a pop-up in a while so this is actually a dinner we've been wanting to do for a few months but it kept getting delayed because of scheduling conflicts or we just had like caterings and shit to do so november 13th i think it is let me oh fuck me i just dropped some shit hold on uh let me look at my calendar this is a terrible podcast uh, uh november oh the 14th i'm sorry november 14th i should double check that date sometime in november mid-november we're doing a pop-up dinner at the marble heights location in their new lounge which is fucking awesome looking um it's gonna be awesome i haven't done a dinner and whenever i take too long to in between dinners or like events i tend to blow it out so i'm, I'm probably gonna do some heavy shit uh it's gonna be awesome i'm super excited for that let me know if you want to go uh there's like an event page on facebook oh fuck the event page is right here i can just look at the date idiot oh it is the 13th yeah november 13th at 7 p.m um, $55 a person. Uh, it's going to be a four course meal paired with, paired with four marble beers. Um, I have, uh, a tendency to do more than the four courses. So there might be an extra added little thing on there, but, uh, don't, don't like bank on that. It's probably going to happen because it's, I just, I like surprises. Surprises when you're eating are fun. So I'll probably do something that's not really on the menu. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. I just wanted to come and, and talk to you guys and, and let you know we've been fucking crazy busy. But I, I'm really trying to get back into this podcast. Um, so we're going to do that. You know, we're, we're, we're evening out. We've had steady growth over the last, like, year and a half. Like, well, steady-ish. We have, like, big jumps where we get super busy and don't come down and, and this, this, and that. And uh, 
you know the ads that we're doing have seemed to be like perfectly placed um to keep our momentum going um so so that's where i've been we've been busy we've been dealing with growing pains um next item albuquerque or alibi's best of birthday restaurants just came out we won seven categories um you, you know the readers of the weekly alibi go online and they vote uh for like the best of restaurants like so we won i can't remember what we won um we won seven different where we got like best of and then we got um like 10 like second place and third place ones uh yeah it's fucking crazy so we got let me look at this best french toast best brunch best eggs best bacon best huevos rancheros best grilled cheese and we i i got best chef and so that is uh weird and really really awesome um uh do i i i'll always have the confidence in myself to say that i can outcook anyone on any given day uh, if it, it when it comes down to like competition style there are so many chefs out there even in albuquerque that i think are better than me as chefs uh because they're just better cooks um but you know i'm trying to get to that level uh and you know i just think a lot of us also do like super different food from each other so it's like hard to hard to determine anyway i'm super happy that i got that award um i'm really thankful uh for the people who taught me how to cook tony being the biggest influence in my life and in my career uh tony nethery uh, aka big T or not big tony just uh tony um tone loke uh, i love that guy he's out in san francisco now hopefully i get to go visit him soon um so yeah it was fucking cool uh hold on i just got a text from my sous chef about some food things eight nine ten eleven probably like three if you're gonna be there that wait sorry work comes first um so yeah best chef was cool it was uh i mean it was like i didn't think we were gonna get that um you know cooking is a weird thing and i just don't think i'm like that good at it I mean, I I think I try, and I think I try to do things correctly in, in a way that um, is the best flavorful dish you can have. The, so here's the thing. When you go to restaurants, a lot of them just don't... I don't, I don't want to say a lot of them, and I don't want anybody to think that I'm talking about any restaurants in particular, but there are a lot of shitty fucking restaurants out there who just, like, buy already-made shit and just basically reheat it for you, and that's how they think they're going to have an awesome restaurant. And some people like that, and that's fine, but that's not, that's not, like, uh, you can't, you can't be the best chef if that's what you're fucking doing. You know what I mean? We make everything from scratch. We make everything in-house, aside from, like, the bread, which we get from, uh, our friend Kelly, who bakes it, um, which is made from scratch, which is fucking baked daily, so it's, like, uh, you know, we try, we really fucking try to cook well and to cook stuff that I like to eat and flavors that I like and, and really balanced dishes. Uh, so, you know, the understanding in making a good dish, I think, has a lot to do with being a good chef. Even though I can't, like, present or or cook some things that some of my other fellow chefs can't can, um, 
I like to think that I have a good understanding of balance within a dish, uh, uh, which is which is actually something that from Thomas Keller's The French Laundry Cookbook, um, he talks about something called the law of diminishing returns. So like, it basically does the fifth or sixth bite of of whatever you're eating taste as good as that first bite tasted, uh, much less the last bite. Uh, and some of my portions are like real big, so that's probably like the case with some of them. But it's like if something's really good, um, and it's well balanced, you and you want to eat the whole thing, like that's the goal. Uh, you know, you want somebody to like it midway through it instead of being like sick of it by that time. So that's the goal is to make something that not only tastes good but tastes like well balanced enough to keep eating because some things you taste it and it's like really really good at first and then it like second third bite it's like so heavy or this or that so you know there's more to cooking than just being able to cook something it's being able to put something together in a way that you know it looks good it tastes good and it keeps tasting good and people keep coming back for it so that's i think i'm i've become okay at that and so thank you to the people who voted for me uh Okay, here we go. Second place, best sandwiches. Third place, best green chili cheeseburger. Third place, best breakfast burrito. God, I fucking... Any, any, anyway, none of that matters. Uh, that is another reason why we were so busy, um, I think. But that's fucking awesome. It's great for business. It's cool that people like our food enough to go online and vote. Um, so thank you. Thank you to everyone who did that. Uh, I, I, I appreciate that you see our hard work and you know like it enough to go whoa what the fuck is going on my computer's making noises um i'm not really good at this but uh so yeah i just wanted to say thank you and that that's these awards actually mean something and the fact that we got i think more than anybody else is awesome this is sounding really cocky i hope that doesn't come off that way um i just wanted to say thank you and that you know i'm not as uh, you know, you want to be humble, but at the same time, you want to be confident in your abilities. And I think our team is fucking awesome. You know, it's not just me. I, I didn't win all these awards. The restaurant did. Like, the shop did. As a team, we did these things. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for that team, especially without Paula. Um, so, shout out to the team. Shout out to the shop. If you haven't been there, come see us. 2933 Monta Vista Boulevard, Tuesday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Can get the best breakfast in Albuquerque. Soon to be best lunch. Once I redo this menu a little, I mean the lunch is pretty fucking good. Don't get don't get me wrong, but when I made the menu and whenever I think about it, I always think about breakfast things first, and I just forget about lunch. So uh, I'm just gonna maybe add a few things. Although we did put the burger on, and the burger fucking rules. I think it's one of the best burgers in town. Um, so come check it out. Uh, I don't want to talk about myself and winning things anymore. Um, well, actually, one more thing. I can't tell you about winning or losing it, but uh, back in April, I flew to New York. Uh, I couldn't really tell anybody why. I was only there for like a day or two. Uh, but now I can, because it's going to come out. I went to New York and I filmed an episode of Beat Bobby Flay. So your boy, me, I'm going to be on Food Network, Beat Bobby Flay um, on Halloween night. It's going to come out October 31st, uh, 7 or 8 p.m. on Food Network. I don't know. Look it up. Check it out. 
uh, I'm hopefully going to try and record a couple of these podcasts before then because I have a feeling we're going to get a lot busier after that. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was super fun. Um, <laughs> I wish I could say something, but I don't think I can. Uh, let's just say, you know, it's not like I won every award in the alibis thing. You know, sometimes I don't win. So, you know, take that as you will. Um, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming. Thanks for supporting me. You guys have always been, um, well, that's weird. I took my headphones off for a second. Uh, you know, obviously none of this happens without the guys, the people who support us and the restaurant. And, um, thanks for listening. If you're listening to this, uh, sorry if I cuss too much for you, but I don't fucking care. Um, I'm going to keep doing it. I just noticed that there's like a lot of these notes and shit are in the video. Um, I think that that's all I have for you today. Uh, this again is the return of the Mise en Pause podcast. Um, shout out to the shop. Shout out to the people who fucking love us. Shout out to the Weekly Alibi. Uh, shout out to our neighbors, Sign and Image Factory, who make all of our stickers, um, all of our signs. Even the I have some stickers for the podcast that they made. Um, sign and Image Factory, making signs since '99. Go check them out if you need signs or you know, whatever. Uh, you'd be surprised when you have a business, how many signs and banners and dumb shit you need to get made. And, uh, those guys fucking rule. Um, who else, who else did I want to shout out to today? Uh, shout out to all of you guys for listening to this. If you're listening, I'm sure there's like 10 of you who, out, who listen. Um, it's going to be out on SoundCloud, out on iTunes. Uh, and, um, if I figure how to, how to do it, I'm going to put this on YouTube too. So thanks again. Um, Next episode, episode 102 of the return of the Mise en Place podcast is going to be about finding your own voice in the kitchen, uh, I think, if I can read my own notes. And then, who knows, maybe some other one. Um, but yeah, thanks again. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.